Welcome. Welcome. Strong and Petty. Episode 25? 25. 25. <laughs> Strong and Petty. Not great, too bad. Great number. Not too bad. Just the two of us today. Yep. Tyler's took in a hiatus. Um, I don't know. Working if he, on his feet finder? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, his, his only feet. I think he's just probably still tired from his massive win at Manitobas or it might have been the ego. I don't know. Whatever it was. You feel like a light just turned on? I don't know if I just had a stroke or a light just turned on. <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but... but uh, well, The glare off of Brett James perfectly... Receding hairline? Wow. See, I was going to turn that into a Pat hair joke. Oh, shit. Yeah. And well. you took a shot at our producer, and suddenly your mic's lower. <laughs> uh, is that, has um, your hairline always been that way, or was that just. I've never lost any hair, never gained any hair, except on my shoulders. Hmm. Interesting. So I figured since it's the two of us, I could, I could open up and, and get into how you and I met. Yeah, why not? Maybe Brett James doesn't know this story, but. Uh, probably 12 years ago, I'm sitting at a bar in St. Malo and it's just the bartender, myself and a man, uh, who I didn't know at the time. And, uh, you know, sitting in silence, having a drink and this man looks over at me and he says, uh, you know, this, this bar we're sitting at, I built this bar and all around St. Malo, no one calls me the bar builder. So I don't know where he's going with this. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I just came here to drink in silence, but you feel like talking. And he goes, see that parking lot out there? I dug and paved that parking lot just by myself. I did it all myself. <laughs> and no one calls me, you know, the paver. No one around town looks at me and points and says the paver. And the siding on this bar that we're sitting in and drinking right now I I picked it out, I, I hauled it out, and I put it up myself. And no one around St. Malo calls me the cider. But you fuck one cousin. <laughs> and that was the beginning of a great friendship. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never stop I'd never stop at one. <laughs> I mean, when you marry her, is she still a cousin? Yeah. Or is she just a wife? I don't know how that... <laughs> is it twice removed, three times removed? I don't know how that works. I don't know. All I know is, is incest. It's a game the whole family can play. It's true. That's... <laughs> it's true. Well, when did we meet anyways? 2000... We've talked about the Dude. Teddy Bob story, but I think we met at the barn. I think we did meet at the barn. 2005? No, no. No. 2010. 2011. I think it was earlier than that. No, no, I only started strong in 2010. Yeah? Yeah, first year competing was 2011. Okay. Teddy Bob's, March. Yeah. Was it that way? Yeah, I should go back. Yeah, these Facebook memories keep popping up, and, and then I yeah. see a, a video of myself, and I'm like, oh, well. The, bar, the barn days were great, and uh, they really lend themselves to things that we kind of reiterate. It feels like week in and week out. Yeah. But... Uh, 
first off, Brent Ham for offering it to anyone that wanted to get in for five bucks. strong man. Yeah. Five bucks. Like he didn't thought he didn't cover the propane and the heater. No. Just diesel. uh and we all got high for free. Yeah. 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 A diesel heater was blurring. You'd walk in to get a blast of face. It was minus it was minus forty. Yeah. You had a Oh, it's so cold out sometimes. The, the, those red ready heaters in the back. Yeah. Those, and it was just blasting towards the shit. You'd pick up the, the bar, which had been in minus forty barn for the last week without heat. Yeah. No gloves on. Just chalk. Yeah. Yeah. Can't figure out why your hands are frostbitten. And uh and secondly, uh, you know, Chris was was really wanting to get into strongman. Yep. I just enjoyed training with him. Well, when and, did you guys and start I going enjoyed there? training in general. Well, I did uh I feel it would be like oh seven, oh eight. Oh yeah. Yep. And uh yeah, that would have been the earliest that you and I met, but you're probably right. Oh yep. like uh two thousand ten or eleven. But yep. uh Chris and I would have clients from six in the morning till like seven at night. Shit. You know, a break in the middle of the day for lunch and whatnot. Yep. But uh fast food. We would wrap up at the gym at seven and then we would drive out to Altona. And uh, you know, you get out there at kind of eight thirty or so. Yeah. Probably closer to nine, realistically. Uh, and you would train till like eleven, eleven thirty. And then you drive home, you get home at one, and then we're back at the gym for six. That's crazy. And uh, but it was just doing what we had to do to get better at something we wanted to get better at. Well, because at that point, you guys, Chris, and you didn't have any equipment. Like yeah. you had equipment for the gym, and not strongman specific. Not not strongman specific, and yeah. really no yeah. one in the city. No, did. the only guy who did was was him. I don't know if any of the guys, like uh, Michael Trudeau, was competing back then. I don't know if you guys knew him back in the early. Yeah, I got some bench shirts from him. Oh yeah. I think I did, yeah. Yeah, Derek Spence. Speaking of Derek Spence, he competed last weekend. Really? After 10 years, I've seen him. Was he the surprise entry? No, he was, no, at the paw. I've seen him in the paw. Oh, okay. There must have been eight guys or whatever. I think it looked like seven or eight guys. And yeah, he did a little comp there. Um, He followed me on the old Instagram. Both those guys were were beauties to compete with and against. Trudeau's such a good dude. Oh, yeah. Yep. He, uh, I hadn't seen him for, man, must have been six or eight years. I hadn't seen him. But we kept in touch over social media, obviously. I think the last time I saw him was competing against him in Winkler in 2011. Was that when he tore? No, that was, that was Campbell. Uh, I have my, I forget his name, Cam, but he tore his obliques Ugh. on the power stairs. I've never done power stairs, so I yeah. wasn't at that yeah, show. Yeah, he tore his oblique or his lat. It was gnarly. Like, he was hurting. Yeah. Uh, but Trudeau, I had did a, I had did a, I think back about 2017 or 18, I did a sleep out downtown at the square. Pardon me, you did a what? A sleep out, sleep over, sleep out. We, slept, we slept with the homeless for the night. Really? In minus 35. That is like the a most Devin thing. Yeah. So it was with Pan Am Box. I was boxing, so I was boxing there for five years. Oh, that's um, something Harry would have yeah. would arrange. So, for yeah, sure. it was for the Pan yeah. Place type thing. Yeah. So we did a night with the homeless. So we slept. I slept up against a curb on a cardboard piece I found. Um, but I was uh, I was panhandling a bit on the corner to get money for the fundraising. Like any money we could raise, I raised a bunch for. It and then, you know, so I'm there. I'm there on the corner, and eventually the cops shut me down and sent me away. But, really? Oh yeah, yeah, they shut me down. Yeah. Hilarious. But I made thirty five or forty bucks in like twenty minutes. I bet. Yeah, but it was right after Jets game. And oh, I was yeah. all black car hard gear. So I was obviously warmer than a homeless guy. Like, I don't know how those guys survive. I really don't because I, I froze that night. Yeah. Um, and I'd like just walk up to windows of cars and just tap on the window because I had my Pan Am sticker on, like showing that we're part of the fundraiser. Yeah. Um, and also, a guy rolls down his window, just pulls up, stops in the middle of what in Maine, just pulls up, rolls down his window, and it's Michael. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I heard about you guys on the radio. I wanted to come. And he also recognized me. He's Devin. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I heard about you guys. I have money set aside. And he gave us an envelope full of money. 
Awesome. He heard him on the radio, and he was just—he was actually looking for us downtown to That's get us awesome. money. Yeah. See, so I ended up sleeping up against a curb that night, and then there was someone who got hit by a vehicle coming out of the bar. There was a, there was a fight in one of the parkades, and someone backed up and smoked a chick and took off. And yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. But Jeez. yeah, we had some homeless guys spend the night with us. We had a little fire going, and that was cold though. Yeah, yeah I was that, thirty-five. That it was like that night. Yeah. But, I'll, uh, I'll stick to deadlifts for dreams. It gave me a it gave me a new <laughs> respect for not even a, a bit of what those guys go through because I don't have the the addictions or the mental problems. Mm-hmm. Well, I have mental problems, but that they have. But you, that's you've a got crazy. Your own. <laughs> I got more mental problems, but that's a crazy life they live, man. Yeah, it is. That one guy rolled up sitting down with us, and he's pulling out. And the only reason I know is because I just see it right there. He's pulling out stone colds, but cans. Yeah. And he pull, and then there was another one, a, a, an XL something like beers I've never heard of. Yeah. He sits down with this guy, and he's got like ripped old ski pants. He's a homeless dude. And he cracks one beer, he cracks another beer. That guy must pull four or five king cans out of somewheres. Yeah, he's just pulling them out of out of rips in his pants, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. So that that was Mr. Michael Trudeau. He ended up. He ended up. Uh, it was Trudeau, right? Yeah. Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, it's probably my phone. Damn it. Yeah, I forget. Let's Trudeau see. or Trudeau. But he was he was the first guy I ever seen pull seven hundred pound deadlift. Really. We were at the barn, uh, me, him, and Brent, and I think it was Chris Reimer and Joel at the time. That's who got me in the straw, man. Trudeau, yeah. Yeah, Trudel? Trudeau. Tr- Trudeau, okay. I just hate Trudeau, but I like Michael. Um, so he was doing those stone deadlifts that we did at Magnus. Yeah. Um, I have those from Brent. I didn't buy them yet, but he let me use them here. Um, and he went to go pull them from, I think, an 18-inch pick it was or something like that, and he missed the lift. And he tells me, Devin, grab that Tylenol bottle. And he had this little Tylenol bottle, and he's like, when I tell you, just crack it open, rub it in front of my nose, or like whip from my nose, and then and then put it away. At this point, I had never heard about like PEDs. I had never heard about sniffing salts. I had never heard about nothing because I was yeah. just in a small town gym with my small town mind. Yeah. And uh, the bar like, you built. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bar I built. Yeah. It was just me and my cousins <laughs> hanging out, reproducing. Somehow they came out straight eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so I whipped this thing in front of his nose, and also went like he he just lifts this thing on a lift he just missed. And he locks it out and puts it down. And I'm like, what is in there? And if yeah. it's not cocaine, can I have some? Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I was, I was, I've never touched a drug, you know, outside of performance once. Yeah. I've yeah. never touched a drug in my life. So I was like, I'm not doing it, but I couldn't believe it. It was pretty crazy to watch. Yeah. For me, that was my first first time being in a small town gym where I was the biggest lifter at like a 525 pound deadlift at yeah. the time. I was the biggest lifter in the gym. Yeah. And then also I see 700. I'm like, those are unattainable numbers. In that's head. early for 700 back then. Yeah, for sure. Like that was not a lot of guys were pulling that. 2009 or 2010, 2009, end of 2009. Yeah. I think or 2010 there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was when Brent did a 765 rock pull. He had pictures in the bar noise of. Yeah, and those numbers back then were, you didn't hear of those numbers. Yeah. yeah. Like when I was competing in the late aughts, uh, whether at 220 or 242, my, my like 630 to 650, would put me at first or second for deadlift. It's crazy. Because now that's nothing. Yeah, now people are... Manitoba's last week was 685. It's was 680, but it ended up being 685. Yeah. From a pick, but... Yeah. And we had 12 zeros. Yeah. I think there are 10 zeros, 12 zeros. It was a crazy. Lot. Yeah. But in powerlifting now, it's seven's almost a requirement, re- yeah. re- regardless of your weight class. Yeah. Even for the Masters guys already, aren't they? Um... You're more too at the pilot side than I am, but yeah, and I don't follow it like I used to. But uh, I don't know if the masters are still, but they're still in the sixes. And it, yeah, like I always say, I might, I might make a run at Strowman again when I turn forty. 
four more years maybe. As strongman? Yeah. Like the passion's still there for me. I still love the sport. You know, I deadlifted last Saturday for the first time since last Mantua Strongest Men. Yeah. So I pulled the lift finally last Saturday. Deadlift Dreams is coming up. I'm like, I got to pull a ticket, I guess, because I didn't do Deadlift Dreams last year. Because after Mantua was my back was so blown up, I didn't do nothing until literally I pulled Saturday. You also took barbecue duties last year. Yes, I did. Yeah. I missed all of the best deadlifts. Yeah. I missed all like Gord, Yari, all you guys going, oh, did you lift? I didn't lift. Are you I've, lifting this year? No, I get too anxious. Well, why would you lift? I, I literally just, my, my mind's like in a tizzy and I want to make sure everything runs perfect. That's how I feel when I'm putting on a show. That's the same thing you are. You're yeah. putting on Deadlift for Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I've thought about pulling a token and then I'm I'm like, I can't pull a token. You should pull a token with me. It'll make you feel better. Maybe we'll do a two-man. Hey. Because we have announcers this year. I, I announced the last two. You think the two of us could pull a thousand pounds together? We could try. Think it's doable, Brett? Probably same height, similar reach. Yeah, we're I'm five ten, you're five ten and a half, five eleven. Yeah, yeah. Similar reach, I think. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's try it out. Okay. I'll get an announcement on uh you on the Dallas for Dreams Instagram. You know if we miss a thousand pounds, we're never gonna What? You know if we miss it we're never it's never gonna get let down, eh? That's okay. I have no more pride left. <laughs> yeah. Look <laughs> look at this face. There is zero pride left on this. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. You don't walk out looking like this and have pride. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that's actually, yeah. I'm going to pull a token. I pulled this weekend. Like I said, first time. I pulled a couple 200-pound deadlifts like the last couple of weeks just trying to test my back. Like just do I still know how to do this type thing? Yeah. And what's my back at home to? Um, yeah, I ended up working up to just over 500 for a triple on Saturday. And I'm like, okay, so I can still move 500 pounds. So I think the day I can't do the 500 pounds is probably the day you find me hanging from the rafters. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, 500 deadlift or if I can't bench 315 or any of those like – Three, 315. I, I always thought when, once I got over 400, like you and I both have, yeah. I never wanted to let that go. No. And I know and, I'm under that right now. And what? I'm under that right I, now. I'm, yeah, I'm well under 400. I'm probably, if I had to guess, uh, maybe 365. That's, that's all I was just going to say. I bet you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't care to maintain that, especially because I'm focused on losing weight. Yeah. But I can't go under 315. <laughs> The year. Then we have to start using the dots program because we lost weight, so it yeah. still looks good, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> then I'll care about my Wilkes at that point. Is it Wilkes? Dots? What do they use now? I, I think IPF is Wilkes, but is I could be mistaken. Yeah. I don't know. We need a phone of Thrones. Thrones, yeah. Thrones <laughs> use dots, I think, at the system for the, the log press thing, but which is gay because you don't use dots in Strawman. Yeah. Take that, Thrones. But um, <laughs> the year I did bodybuilding... Uh, do you remember Colby? Yeah, I remember of him. Yeah. Yeah. You guys talked a lot about him. I'm sure I met him, but I, yeah. I, I couldn't put a face in it. Uh, he was young and chippy at the time, and he'd always poke at me. He's like, you're going to go under 315. You're going to go under 315. And I'm like, I guarantee you one thing. I'll never go under 315, and if at any point during this journey you can outbench me, I'll quit. Even if it's the day before the show, I'll quit. And uh, that was one thing that I kept up during my training and went outside of my programming. Was bench. Was just, I, 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 I hit that and I can't ever lose that. And even when I was like, I got down to 178 and I could, I could still hit it for. You still hit it? Like five or six, yeah. Hmm. Not bad. What yeah. are you weighing now? You're down under 210 yet? 212. And you've been sitting there lately. Where'd you 212 Kind of flown around 212 and, and 216, but. Um, weekend nachos. <laughs> I'm just not giving that up. <laughs> do you make your own or you go out? I go out. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I don't like making my own nachos. It's not the same. No? It's not the same experience. Where do you go for nachos? Uh, Big Guys. Oh, right there, yeah. Just down the street. Because yeah. we usually do evening nachos. We were. Now we're on this diet. But it was it was getting bad because we buy those uh, La Coquina chips. Yeah. And you buy the red Dijon ones. Yeah. The red, I think the Dijon, or the red ones, they have a, they have a dust on there. It's amazing. Yeah. And then we get cheese from from the from our colony from the colony yeah and uh man i'll, I'll do i'll do half a pound of three-quarter pound of cheese on top of those nachos yeah. the whole plate I'll, do you layer them yeah i lay out some nachos if danielle makes it she doesn't do the layering as much because maybe she wants me to live longer yeah but i'll put some nachos layer and nachos layer yeah and then you she's have to. yeah she's at home making salsa right now actually so we got homemade salsa enough for the whole winter always and we'll go through a jar of salsa at night nice like yeah and then she makes guacamole and it was it was becoming a nightly thing and we wonder why we started putting on that's the problem yeah right yeah yeah, cat, and I eat it, and then I go to bed, so yeah. I don't have to deal with the consequence of the amount of cheese I just ate till the morning. Yeah, hundred <laughs> so, percent. I just roll the dice when I wake up in the morning. It's sheer seconds to get out of bed. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you gotta fall asleep before the searing gut pains <laughs> kick in. It's very rare I wake up from it, but yeah, no, I'm a sucker for nachos. Me too. I'll go to the restaurants, but the restaurants never give you enough cheese. No, never. No. Can I get extra cheese? Yeah. What do you get? A couple strands. Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. That's why I always go extra salsa, extra sour cream. Oh, okay. For all the naked chips. Yeah. Like, I need something on them. No, that I've never thought of that. Yeah. Well, this will revolutionize when I get back to eating normal. What are your nacho toppings? Uh, when I go to the restaurants, usually just beef. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys do chicken. I'm not, I'll do it, but I'm not chicken. And jalapenos. Beef's way better. Yeah, beef's way better. Yeah. And uh, jalapenos are a must. I do no olives, no tomatoes, because I just refuse to eat either of those. No olives? No olives, no tomatoes. I used to hate olives. Yeah. And I started eating Greek salads all the time. And I love all those. See, Greek salad, I like to go extra feta, extra onions, no olives. And then just give everybody kisses after that breath. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I used to hate olives. Then I, I went to a place called Johnny's in Maples. Great place for, for Greek salad. It was a chicken Greek salad. Um, Johnny's Pizza. It's right off of uh, Inkster. Okay. Phenomenal pizza and and. Like a nice little ma and pa type restaurant. And the yeah. owner was always there. And we were there probably twice a week for a couple of years when I was, I wasn't an owner right over I was just, I was just a service manager and we yeah. went there all the time. And, uh, but there was something with that salad. I don't know if it was a chicken, but it started like the first time I went there, I could make it back to the office where I hit the washroom. Then it was sort of questionable. And then by the end of when I stopped eating there for a bit, it was like, I wouldn't make it out of the restaurant. So you gotta <laughs> be weary of food yeah. where you have to go to the bathroom that quick. Yeah, it was, it was. Like it, a salad? 20 minutes. And it was only a chicken salad, a chicken yeah. Greek salad. And it was within 20 minutes. Then I got to the point where I couldn't even leave the restaurant. And I was, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, we got to stop eating this. Yeah. But it was amazing. Yeah. Guilty <laughs> pleasure of mine. There's a, a Greek food place in the St. Vitale Mall food court. Like, oh. It's not Opa. It's, oh, uh, it's like Johnny. Now I'm saying Johnny's because you said Johnny's. <laughs> um, I can't remember what it Does is. Does it say it's something souvlaki or something? Or? Nope. It's uh, whatever it is, but uh, Greek salad yep. with double gyro meat, and it's like the perfect lunch. Man. Well, this week I got my apple, eh? so I got my apple yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's my 15, 15 year wedding anniversary yesterday. I know. Everyone's asking me, why would you even put up with this shit for 15 years? You know, when you marry down so far as I did, you just, you're okay with it, right? Like, you're okay with yeah. mediocre, you know? So it's like, if I leave her, where's she going to go? I mean, you're a good Samaritan that way. Yeah, you know what right? I mean? Like, I like to help the, the, the less fortunate and the needy. Yeah. So, I mean, she's got kids. 
you know, I don't want to just leave those kids. So it's you know, kind of their dad or something. But anyways, it was our anniversary today. We got our apple. Um, so I was feeling, so Did I ate that. a candle in the apple? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I should have. <laughs> she got half an apple. I ate a whole apple. We each get half an apple. Like, no, no, no. I'm double the weight. I'm eating double the apples. <laughs> like, and next week when we get berries, I'm eating double the berries. Yeah. And uh, I was trying to eat it around my workout, like half her from my workout. Now, Tommy, so I ate a half her from workout and I got tired as hell. Is it the fact I haven't had carb sugars for four weeks? I ate that apple within 30 minutes, man. I was, I was ready for, I was yawning. I went and worked out with my brother and it was the hardest work I've done in terms of being, I was yawning the whole workout. You probably got like a quick spike. Because I haven't had sugar and then carbs you're coming in back four down. weeks. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I actually came back inside after the workout, sat on the couch, out. Really? For about yep, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I was out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe try it after. Yeah. Next time. I just ate them on the way here now. Yeah. So you're going to be yawning nope. in the middle of the. No yawning, guys. <laughs> If I yawn, it'll be around my water bottle acting like I'm drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's that going? Good. Good. I feel better. Um, I mean, for people who don't listen to every episode, I'm doing no carbs, no sugar, no caffeine, no dairy. It's like an eight to 10 week protocol. I think I'm done around week seven or eight because once the carbs come back in, I, Danielle's doing it all for her reasons, but I'm doing it just for parts. I told her after the carbs. She's come trying back to keep in. you. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. She needs to, she was, she was getting chunky. She's slipping. Yeah. She yeah. was letting herself go a bit. She's and, already a pretty uh, big woman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I can't fit her in one eye, yeah. we got to dial things yeah. back. <laughs> no, so Have can... you ever done the dominant eye test? And I figured no. you'd know yours because you shoot guns. No, I don't actually. I don't um, and I learned a putting trick the other day, and I was talking about it, and guys didn't know how to find their dominant eye. And then I thought about you doing it, and one eye would obviously be your dominant eye, but the way you do it, put your make like a diamond... Yeah, small enough just to see the camera. Like make it smaller. Oh, okay. yep. Now close your right eye. Can you still see the camera? No. Close your left eye. Yeah. Now I figured I would know your dominant eye for obvious reasons. But that's because if I look to if I line up with my right eye, so now if I do it with my left eye and I go with my but don't right don't eye, move it. Like look both eyes open and look. Oh, see when both my eyes are open, I can st- I still only look at one eye. Yeah, so I I know what to, your I'd dominant have to go, eye would be. I'd have to go cross side. Well, but I laughed to myself. If you closed your right eye, you would see outside of your hand with your other eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. a uh, yeah, a little putting trick. Uh, when you line up over the ball, yeah. put the ball under your dominant eye when you line up your putt. And then you hit a lot straighter. A lot, yeah. Because I, I played the other day when I shot that 44 finally because I yeah. did two less. I went yesterday and learned how to pitch, which was kind of nice. Yeah. Properly, that cleaned some things up. And but, you've been catching for years. Oh, so. years. Yeah. I'm so always nice catching. to be a pitcher for once. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's less shitty. Yeah. A lot less shitty. <laughs> well, different kind. Different kind of yeah, shitty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> different pitching wedge. Um, and uh, damn, when I forgot where I was going with that. You learned how to pitch. Yes. Yeah, so I learned how to pitch, Jesse, uh, which is kind of nice because I, I sucked at it. But I, was, I played the other day and I was. I would have shot damn near 40 for the first time in my life. Even yeah. 44 is the best I've shot. Yeah. Um, but I three-putted the last two holes, which is something I don't normally do. Yeah. And I think it was the fact that I knew I was getting almost 40, and I'm like, oh, I can get 41 at the least. the a little bit. And, oh, yeah, and you get like eight-foot putts, and I'm like whipping past the hole by 12 feet. Yeah. And then you just shy it up for the third one, just three-putt in knowing whatever, you're just trying to save something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, was, it sucked. It's funny. I find, and it totally makes sense, you know, people see guys like you or I on the, the golf course and then probably like big drives, yep. no touch. But I 
I put pressure on myself to hit these big drives, so I slice terribly. Yep. And it cost myself strokes. But when I get to my like my eight and nine iron and my wedges, I'm actually a lot better because I don't swing as hard. Yep. So I'm a lot more accurate. I don't top it. I don't skull it. I'm not saying I'm good compared to like guys that shoot in the seventies and eighties, yep. but uh, I'm a lot better with those compared to my my longer irons. And well, how often drivers. do you golf? Uh, I mean. You're like once a week, aren't you almost? I got once or two rounds a week, one or two rounds a week. You, you should go for a lesson. I'm hoping to this winter. Yeah, like I, I, you know, like I'm giving her a free plug, but I went to the Colwyn at Golf Deck. Turns out he's actually coaching a friend of mine that I've coached a pilot from three years, uh, yeah. Troy, who just shot his first 71 two weeks ago, coaching with him. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and I'm the same. I try swinging... And I try nailing that ball because I'm a big guy. I should be able to drive it. And my drives are like 220 yards. Yeah. And they always go to the right. Um, like huge slice. It's huge mm-hmm. slice. I go up there the day after doing my first. I did a swing evaluation with him, which cleaned up a lot of my swing. Yeah. And then I did two lessons now. And after the swing evaluation, I hit a couple drives that were 200 yards and straight. And I've yeah. never hit that. Now, Yari's going for a lesson with him now. I Is he? Him. Yeah. But Yari, we were golfing there. Yari's, every drive's over 300 and straight. Yeah. Like he's actually a really good golfer, and that takes so many strokes off. Yeah, he, well, it, it, where I'm, I, I'm, I'm putting, or I'm, I'm not putting. I'm out with a five iron. He's yeah. pitching. Yeah, like it's it's that much different. Even a bad pitch, you're in a better position than a good five iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's worth it. It's, well, there's actually a, there's a sale all of August for your swing evaluation for 120 bucks, but it was it was worth it. I was in there yesterday, and I roll past, and I like my folk music, mm-hmm. and I walk past the room, and I look at the guy, and I'm like, is that William Prince? I don't yep. know who William Prince yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And I look, I'm like, that's and I go back to my my coach and I'm like, is that William Prince? Playing or the actual guy? No, he was William Prince. No, he's practicing. Like, okay. Yeah. He was getting lessons. Nice. And uh and I, I roll past, I see him, and I roll back to call and I'm like, is that William Prince? Like, yeah, why? Who like who is that? I'm like, you guys don't know who William Prince is? Yeah. No, I'm like, he's a famous singer. I'm like, he's got one song on Spotify, has almost nine million listens. Like he was on Yellowstone. I think that's what gave him a lot of his his totally. excess was Yellowstone. Yeah. So I roll past again, yeah, it's him. So I go into my room and I'm like, you know, I'm not a fanboy type of guy, but today I was like, I'm like, no, I got to just go say hi. So I roll back in. And I'm like, sorry to bother you during their lesson. He was just sitting there looking at his, his stroke or whatever. And I'm like, just love your music. Just want to tell you, love what you're doing. Yeah. So he shakes my hand. I think it was the manager that was in there, if I'm correct. I could be wrong. The guy I could hear because I'm in the room was like, well, now you got to tell me who you are. So I guess even the manager didn't know who this guy really was. That's funny. Yeah. And to me, I mean, it's just small town famous, right? But I just love his music. So yeah, yeah it was pretty funny. Yeah, and it's funny, that's a guy who's been plugging away at it for a long time. Oh, yeah, it didn't just happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like uh, those powerlifters and strongmen that go into their first show with the mentality that they have to win. Yeah. Not appreciating that you got to plug away for a long time. Yeah, well, how many how many years of weightlifting did you do before you started competing in something? Well, you were in football, I mean, so different story. Different story, but I mean, I had a good base of strength. Yeah. But it was kind of a different type of strength, and I had to really scale everything back to work on technique for powerlifting because it's completely different than training for an athlete. And I remember, I think it was like, uh, like when I was playing college ball, I had like a three twenty, three thirty bench, uh, probably really sloppy. Yeah. Uh, and then I I watched VHS tapes, Metal Militia, on how to bench and how to set up for bench. Metal Militia had them? Uh, yeah, not like the Metal Militia as we know it today. There oh, not the like T-shirt brand? And... Group. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, time, yeah. yeah, they uh, worked on setup 
uh, on these tapes and I scaled back to 135 and for like three months just perfected my my arch and transferring power and tucking my elbows and everything yeah um but you have to to build that base so you can you you don't you just don't have to think about it anymore yeah you know what i mean and uh just three months and 135 and you know people would clients or whatever guys that i train with would see me and not know what i'm doing and why is he only doing that? Yeah. Why, Why is he, he making it look hard? Why is he going so slow? And then you start building the weight back up and you're like, I haven't even trained heavy and it's like 350 now. Hmm. And uh, just by becoming more efficient with my movement and my, my strength. And then listening to Dave Tate talk about squat and just doing everything. And I mean, this is early, like in the information era. Yeah. Uh, not everyone had an opinion on squat and this and that. So I just watch the same Dave Tate YouTube videos over and over again. And, and then just try to hammer everything that he said and have it down perfectly. Was he one of the first guys out there that was doing the YouTube videos to get the information out there? Like his big thing is always give back. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know that cause I don't know the early or late nineties or two thousands lifting cause I wasn't involved. Yeah. So I don't know if West side put videos out then besides what they sold. Maybe they sold yeah, the steps. Uh, yeah, it was a long time before you could get free Louis content. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but and, Dave was probably putting out free content before, wasn't he? Yeah. Because that's what I think he built his lead fitness brand around. Like the EFS stuff going back to 98 um, and, and just videos and they're like crappy videos. Yep. Uh, bad lighting, bad sound, no production, just Dave sitting on a box squat talking about what he's going to do. And then uh, showing you how to do it, and then you just go and try to replicate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was back in the days, like, I could email him and get a response within a day. Oh, shit, eh? And I, I always, I, I I coach this now, and uh, when I competed, I always stood by it, except for when I bombed in Worlds, because I <laughs> undid everything that I knew was right and, yep. and put undue pressure on myself, but... Uh, with powerlifting, I emailed Dave and I was just like, Hey, I'm doing my first show. I know my maxes, but I don't know how to pick my numbers and very like point form. I, I, I w actually wouldn't be in this email, but, uh, he's like open with something that you could triple on your worst day. Yeah. Then go for a five pound PR, then try your five pound PR again or go for broke. And I think I PR'd in every single event. And you taught me that. Did, years did I? Yeah, yeah, because that's exactly I heard that from you. Yeah, um, and that's what I use actually for a lot of Matthews where I pick their openers because they're it's it's an emotional thing for some of these lifters. I have some female powerlifters, and they're like, I don't know what to go with. They start panicking. And yeah. I'm like, because you know the one girl I coach, she's she's up and down with her moods and everything. So I said, what's what's something you've hit on your worst on your low days? Like when we're having a low week, what is yeah. something like you know mentally? What is a yeah. what's a number you can hit? Well, I know I can hit that. So that's what we're opening with. Just get on the board. Yep. Get a number. I said, and then <coughs> then we can start calculating. I said, this number we'll go with. And then so all the openers are set. Then we'll take the second numbers. Okay, now, now where are we in terms of provincial records? Are we close? And then we start playing around with that. Okay, well, this will get us close. And if we take this number, and then I then I, then I do the math and the strategy from there. Yeah. But let's just get you a number that, you, that you're happy and you get the confidence, especially the first lift. Yeah. Because you miss that first lift and your confidence is zero. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hitting your first squat... And I was explaining this to one of the kids I coached in football last night. I always liked being on kickoff yeah. on football. 
because you do the opening kickoff and you get that first kind of hit and it, it's like that releases all the pregame jitters. Oh, okay, yeah. And if you go in a powerlifting meet and you, you take an easy squat, but you're on the platform, the lights are there, the judges are there. I was always out of a monolift because I was in, in the APF. Yeah. Um, all, all the unusual surroundings, you hit that first one with the weight that you know you'll hit, and those jitters kind of release, and you're like, all right, I'm in the water, now it's time to start swimming. That makes sense. Too. You know what I mean? Have you ever competed in IPF? No. So even Worlds wasn't I was. Uh Worlds was CPU. So what what happened that year was I qualified for nationals in the U.S. Oh okay. Uh, as an APF, I I qualified for nationals, and I emailed the head of the APF, and I was like, hey. Um, you know, I, I come down from Canada and I compete in Grand Forks, Fargo, Minnesota, and um, can I enter this? And he was like, well, looking at your numbers, there's a chance you win and we can't have a Canadian representing the U.S. <laughs> uh, so he emailed Bruce and uh, kind of on his recommendation, then Bruce emailed me and was like, if you want to come to Canadian Nationals, we'll give you a pass to come do that oh shit yeah and that's what and then you bombed no 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 i i won nationals oh you won nationals okay nationals was a funny story but i won nationals and then i bombed at worlds yeah and it was your bench you bombed on it was my squat or your squat yeah uh but at nationals i'm used to being flight c or flight d in oh, all my lifts yeah and i was flight b at nationals oh okay and i was pissed and i completely overlooked the fact that i was I was competing in the 220s. Yeah. And flight C was the 242s and flight D was the super heavies. So it was 275. 275 plus. and up. Yeah. Um, but I was like offended that I was in flight B. I'm like I'm not a flight B guy. <laughs> so I set my sights on all the 242s. Yeah. And all day, I didn't even track anyone in my weight class. All day I was tracking the 242s. Trying to beat them. And I was so focused on it, I, I kind of forgot that that wasn't my weight class. Yeah. And um, when the final numbers were up, I would have been third in the 242s. And I didn't even realize that I won the 220s. Because you didn't, yeah, you didn't give a shit. Because I didn't give a shit. Yeah. And um, when I was getting my medal at the end, like sulking, basically, in the picture. <laughs> Uh, first place and pissed. First place and just just annoyed with myself. And then I was like, "Well, these are the, the best lifters in the country." In the country. Yeah. And I would have finished third in a weight class that's twenty two pounds heavier than me. And not only twenty pounds, those guys also cut from two sixty or two seventy to get yeah. to two forty two. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was kind of a funny experience that uh, you know the the petty side of strong and petty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Where I was yeah. like, I'm. B flight for me, get out yeah. here. People they don't always, know who I am. People always laugh. What's the point of strong and petty? And anyway, the one guy on YouTube, their trash is all a knockoff of, you know, oh. over strong and pretty shirt or something like that. And it's yeah. Like, and when I when I thought of strong and petty and put it on the page, hey, we should start the podcast with this name. Yeah. Um, well, was your idea to start a podcast, and I found the name. It's literally sums, sums the three of us up. Yeah. Like strong and and, and very petty in a lot of situations. Totally. Yeah. Like it's, that's yeah. yeah. It's it's perfect for us. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you can be petty without overtly being an asshole. Yeah. 
Um, you know, you can have a, a quiet drive and just stick it to people without saying anything. Yeah. Um, and you and I have had many conversations that'll never leave. No. You and I, but definitely some pettiness. And then there's people like Tyler that'll just give it to you like it is. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless yep. of what he thinks of you. And, uh, well, and he I, might be the only strong one in the group left. But. Yeah. But yeah. I, I get I get a lot of the politics side of things with the competitors because they're not going to message Tyler lots of times. That a lot of the stuff gets directed towards me. Yeah. Um, and the drama between gyms, if there is any, I always say there's none. The drama, there is always a little bit. I like I don't tell anybody that shit. It stays with me because if I spread it and I tell the next, if I tell Tyler, or I tell anybody. I just use Tyler's Apple because he's with us. But yeah, I need strong corporate reps. There's certain things I have to tell him as SCC reps. I have to share with him. Yeah. But I won't share none of the bullshit or the rumors or the trash talk about you know this person with that gym or his gym or this because it's just then i'm just fueling the divisiveness and in, in, in the yeah sport. then i'm just i'm causing the division yeah so i just keep inside but some days and i've called you and sort of yeah it's advantage you because yeah. you're outside of sport and i'm just like sometimes i need to tell someone you just and, gotta and get tell, it off your yeah chest. telling my wife isn't enough like you know because like, oh, she always gives me the wife perspective of it's okay like you, you can handle you're doing great like yeah. i don't need that I need someone to be like, yeah, fuck those guys. To, to continue. Like, the same way I'm feeling. <laughs> throw, throw a little fuel on your yeah, fire. Like, yeah. like, help me help me release this anger, right? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it, it's fun. But what we should touch on this episode we talked about is Manitoba Strong's Men. Yeah. Um, you had some circumstances you weren't able to come, but we were, uh, I should go over the show because it's, uh, we were, that was the plan to was talk about the guys are tuning in to hear that. Yeah. Um, so I'll explain it from the promotion side how it went and the, spect- and, and the athlete side too. But, uh, from the feedback got, everyone said the show ran well. Um, Quick? Yeah. It, it, I thought it ran long, but I checked the live stream. We did it in three hours and 45 minutes. That's a fast show. 27 competitors, three max effort events. Well, so we did the max deadlift, max weight yoke, like with drop, with 15 second reload times too. Like that's a long event actually. Yeah. Um, and then and the medleys, it was it was a heavy show. Yeah. What sucked, so Gruntle's great. They brought us back. This is the one, two, three, four. Fourth, fourth official I put on there now. Mm-hmm. Um, they increased the money last year and this year, which was nice, which helped us put up, give more prize money out. Yeah. The downside to it was they have a community church service. All the churches get together. Oh, yeah. Small yeah. community. And they have a big church service. There's probably well over a thousand people there, if yeah. not more. All set up on the main stage, which is where our comp gets put on. On the concrete pad in front of the... They actually poured that concrete pad just for us. Um, they use it for other things, but that's what their main reason behind it was. We get there at 11.30. I show up at 10 after 11, quarter 11. I like to be there early before. Just get, you know, the church is happening, but I can sort of just scope out what I'm doing. Yeah. Man, people didn't get off that concrete pad till quarter after 12. We were still starting to show at 12.30. Yeah. I told everybody one. I even told the fair that. They put 12.30. I'm like, I am not touching for one. I still wasn't ready at one. Yeah. Like we had 45 minutes. It took me 45 minutes to load just the weight equipment into the trailer that morning after all the equipment was loaded. Yeah. We had a bunch of helpers. So we loaded the show out. We got going and we had to get heights for three implements. Which is unheard of an event. Usually, you have one. Implement. We had to get Conan's wheel heights, um, Viking press heights, and yoke heights. Twenty-seven competitors, three heights of each, and adjusting everybody. So that took forever. So we ended up starting about quarter after one, which was late. And then I'm pissed off. I don't yeah. like starting late. But it went. I felt. I felt I couldn't catch my feet all day. If that makes sense. I get it. Um, I felt behind all day. My helpers are phenomenal. I, I think I yelled at a couple of them, but they're all close friends of mine. So then they like yelled at us, and I just was very blunt. But you guys like, always have great helpers. Yeah. My helpers are second to none. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dean's been a really good, you know, denim yeah. Dean. I should put a pull to post a picture of denim Dean. I think yesterday was a one year anniversary. Comes to my office. I think it was yesterday the day before. You know what today is? I'm like, no. 
one year anniversary or two year anniversary of Denim Dean. So I don't know if you've ever seen that pic. I don't think so. So there's a wedding he was at, go off topic, and he was in full denim, like denim. Amazing. I think it was maybe denim coveralls and denim like pants and just with his mullet, you know, yeah. on the receding hairline. And he's laying in front of a, a Denim's fire. Denim's really picking on hairlines <laughs> yeah. today. Jeez. I thought I muted the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's laying in front of a fire, like pulls like a stripper. And Amazing. someone put a picture of it. And he's got buddies who have put this thing on a canvas and have it hanging above their beds. I love that. Like, it's hilarious. So, anyways, yeah, he's helped out and he's great. And he loves it, but he's out of shape. So, he's he's hurting the next day. He comes to work when he works for me, too. Yeah. And he, you can just tell he's hurting. He's sore. But Brian is my best volunteer by far. And he's competing next year. So, I lose my best guy. Um, Jenea, my wife, does. she gets no credit because she does all the scorekeeping. And, and she just gets the brunt end of it all. But she runs the whole backside. But... Well, emceeing Morris, I saw how much she was running around. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. I never give enough credit. Yeah, like the scores, the, dealing with the competitors, uh, she deals with all that shit. The, the 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 heights, the competitors, the sign-ins, the waivers, the shirts, and I'm just setting up the equipment and I get all the praise. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. that's really not fair because I I couldn't do that shit. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so so we set up where we're going with that. It, it was going well. Just want well, too many zeros in my opinion, but it is what it is. Um. We wanted a heavy show. And a lot of our, our competitors in Manitoba are weight class athletes. Yeah. And the, a bunch of the heavy guys didn't show up. Um, Corey's injured after dropping a 275-pound axle and splitting his leg. So he helped. He emceed. Okay. Um, because he, he's he's still six weeks, I think, from you, like, lifting anything. Yeah. Um, he still can't even bend his leg. Jeez. He's just hobbling. So he was out. Uh, Travis Clausen's another one. Over, well, he's 275, so he's just in that category. But he didn't show up. Uh, Chris Blake. Just no-showed? Yeah, he didn't even sign up. Okay. Um, Chris Blakely, um, Travis has some some personal stuff going on. Uh, Blakely tore his hamstring, I think. So he's been out since Alberta. Jeez. He should have been at Nationals this year and placed really well. He's got Big Laws coaching him. Who? Big Laws, Strowman. He's one of the world's strongest men. Okay. Yeah, he's been to finals stuff. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Um, he has a podcast too, actually. Really good one. Okay. About Strowman. So he wasn't there. Um, so so three of the top, three of the top, I would say, six to eight guys in the province were there. And Pat pulled out. And Pat, Patrick, I mean, he's not an open, open weight guy. He's a 231, but he placed second or third at Morris right behind Tyler. Yeah. And he placed fifth at, at uh, Magnus. Magnus. So he should have. He would have been podium. There's no yeah. doubt about it. He would have been podium. Yeah. Um, but his elbow was all bursitis with oh, food. Yeah, he couldn't do bursitis, nothing. Yeah. yeah. So we, you know, we're down a bunch of our biggest athletes. So you, And I love the small guys that came out. Yeah. Like, they did great, but the events – even the pressing medley, the, the lightest implant was like 270 pounds. They just took zeros, a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I would say, I'll get to, uh, before I'm done this question, I just ask what the most impressive lift was because I'll forget that train of thought because my, my, my head. You write that down because I'll probably forget. <laughs> the, ask most me what, impressive lift. Most impressive MSM. lift. Yeah. Because it's, I got to give that guy credit for who, yeah, we'll get it at the end. But yeah, the show ran well. I felt I couldn't catch my feet, so I was a little mad after the show. Um, I had a couple athletes competing, uh, yeah. Lexi and Mara and Lane. Lexi's first strongman show? Second. She did her first okay. one with like a, a week's notice. I got convinced her to do it. Okay. And uh, and that was only provincials. No, she did. Oh, no, this would have been her third. Okay. Third in a matter of a month. So she pretty, did. Sorry, she, sorry, yeah, she, sorry. She did July 1st, then she did provincials, and then this. So in six weeks, she did three for a girl who's never touched it. Um, and we were also prepping for Western, so we weren't focused on strongman whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but then we canceled Westerns out the week of. Um, she's dealing with some knee problems, and she's like, I, I, my heart's not in it. I don't even want to go. I'm like, then just, just 
are, are you are we are we going to nationals for for powerlifting this year? No, she's yeah. like, I want nationals for strongman. Then then forget westerns. Let's transition over, hit provincials, and hit the grand show. So I had three athletes competing. Um, if you're listening to this, you should DM her and tell her what a great job she's doing. Yeah, you should. Yeah, definitely blow up her DMs. All over her DMs. <laughs> she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At Lexi Runk, Runky Lifts. <laughs> I, I, you know what I like about her, her Instagram is she's a good-looking girl. Yeah. But she will post videos with, like, her hair doesn't matter what her hair looks like, what her makeup looks like, what she's wearing, doesn't give a shit how she looks, and posts the most, most like, just her videos ever where people are like, well, you didn't doll yourself up. Like, Instagram's all about filters, yeah. and no, she, she'll she post the most, like, make herself look almost trailer trash, and it doesn't give a shit what people think. Yeah. So I give her props for that. But anyways, I had three athletes competing, and there are a ton of Iron Age guys competing. Um, the, the, the thing that bothered me, but not, not that it was anybody's fault, but what bothered me is I was so, because I was behind the eight ball setting up, I, I didn't even get a breather between events because I was still setting up between events. Yeah. I didn't sit down. I didn't really help any of my athletes the whole day. And that bothered me as a coach. Yeah. Because um, like Mara got third and, and Kelsey won. She did a great job. And Anastasia got second. Um, Lexi did well. For, she's still only 140 pounds, right? Yeah. But with Lane and stuff, I felt, because I'm really big on strategy. With, yeah. with comps like okay, you're, we're going to give effort here because we can gain points here and you're just going to dog this one because you're not getting it anyway so let's save energy yeah and i couldn't give especially lexi being new to the sport i couldn't give her any of that insight that she's paying me for yeah because i couldn't even stop between events i didn't even sit down yeah. so i was a little mad at myself after i had a bit of a, a meltdown monday morning um on text message to gordon Johnson. i had a bit of a full-on freak out is it monday that i called you yes yeah yeah, yeah and i had a meltdown terrible on the phone mood with you. Yeah. terrible <laughs> terrible mood <laughs> Yeah, I, yes. Yeah, I had that meltdown. And uh, I had a meltdown. I sent Mara a message and apologized and that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to help her like I should have been as a coach. And she's like, well, you're putting on the whole show. Yeah. So I was a little mad at myself because I'm a guy who I want to take everything and do it all myself. Yeah. It's just how I am. Yeah. So I was a little upset with myself that I couldn't help my athletes strategize and possibly improve their placings. But it is, they understood and that's whatever. Yeah. But anyway, show ran well. Tyler won. Um, yeah. Dan pulled. Uh, yeah, Dan got second. Who got third? I think Nate Paul's got fourth. Yeah, there was a bit of a mix-up. I had uh, so Tyler had told the guys in the back that they could grab the bar on Atlas Stones. Yeah, which we've never allowed at SCC comps. Now this wasn't SCC comp, but I run all SCC comps all summer, so I've yeah. got their regulations in my head. I wasn't in the athletes meeting. Yeah. So he told them all they can grab the bar. They get up to the oak, and I'm like, no, you can't grab the bar. It's never been. We never allowed it, and I'm not about to start now. I will later because I actually like that rule because it gives the small guys a better advantage over the big guys because they can actually grab it and push it over. So That's I problem it, I always had, and yeah, probably you as well. Yeah, and I think it should be in there. But so I gave, I made one guy do a rewrap on that, and not knowing that Tyler had told these guys that. Yeah. So Paul Descapetters, it is what it is. After the first person did that, I'm like, and I yelled, I'm like, there's no grabbing the bar. So the girls had miscounted a rep. They thought I gave somebody a zero on the on the rep because he grabbed the bar. So what he did is he went to go lift the stone. He hit the bar. He grabbed the they grabbed the bar. The stone hit the bar. He grabbed the bar to pull it. I said, "Do not grab the bar." He let go of the bar. It's on the live stream, so you can validate what I'm saying. The stone came back off the bar, like slid down off the bar, and he re-pushed it over. And I let him get the rep. Yeah. Because he didn't use the bar to get over. He did grab the bar, but because of the mix-up in rules, I was giving people a little bit of grace. They would, they would touch the bar and said, no, don't touch the bar. I was giving everybody the same grace. Yeah. But Jocelyn and Danielle thought I gave him a zero because he literally got the stone over and walked away. Yeah. But he told me, he's like, I'm good. That's all I want is one rep. Yeah. The girls thought I gave him a no rep, and that's why he walked away. What was the stone? Uh, 305 or 345. Okay. 
So lightweight. Yeah. 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 So the next day, yeah, three or five stone light. So the next day, uh, his name was Julian. He messaged me and said, hey, you gave me a zero on the stone and I got one rep. Is there, was there a reason? And he wasn't an asshole, but he's like, was there a reason you took my rep? Like, I just want to know what I did wrong. Yeah. So luckily, we have the live stream. Yeah. So I pulled it live stream, went back to the exact spot. I'm sitting in the office trying to do all the invites for nationals and shit and go through. I'm like, yeah, no, I remember that clearly now. So I, I read the scores, which then pushed. So we had, Thrones got fifth, Chris Godin got sixth, and they got $100 and $50 gift cards from yeah. SBD, which is awesome. We had a bunch of great sponsors. Well, that one rep on the stone, because of how many people zero in so many events, that pushed him from ninth place to fifth place. Yeah. One rep. Yeah. Which then pushed Thrones out of fifth and Godin out of sixth, which now we've paid out this prize money yeah. to the wrong people. And these people are like, so Thrones immediately sent him his gift card. Of course. And I'm like, no. I called her. I'm like, no, no, this is our screw up as promoters. We will, they can keep their gift cards and we yeah. will pay, we will pay um, Julian out of our, out of our account. We yeah. had, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Nope. The guys in the Manitoba, like Chris Godin, those guys, they, we, I couldn't even put it out to that. We will pay. And they already sent their gift cards. I love that so yeah. much. And I'm like, okay, because I would have just paid it. Yeah. Because it was our screw up. Yeah. So there's a little bit there. Um, but now going to, the best lift of the day. So there's a guy named Ian Clausen. He showed up to our novice show last year. You wouldn't think this guy's gonna win. You look at him, man. He looks like a like a hipster folk type of dude. He looks like he's a guy who lifts to William Prince and uh, Richard Dimmon, you know, like <laughs> I do. Yeah. But he's got the hair. He's got the mustache. He trains in Naraville by himself from what I understand. He showed, and I, and I actually he's he, who came, is he? Ian Clausen. Uh, Chris Clausen is his name on Instagram. K R I S. Um. He, uh, he came to my gym for like my conditioning class with the CMC youth group back in the day. Um, and that's how I met him back then. And also he shows up for my novice show to do the, the comp, the novice comp. I don't even know if it ever touched him, but he won the novice show. And the kid's like a hundred and, I don't know, maybe, uh, there's no way he's over 200 pounds, maybe 200 pounds. Um, shows up, wins the show. He competed last year. He came to Manitoba's last year, just showed up, and he actually did surprisingly well. So he shows up again this year, stronger than last year, but he's still not a big dude. And we, we had, like, a bunch of guys, the big guys, taking zeros on the 305 stone. I don't know if it was just taxing at the end of the day or whatever it was, but they were taking zeros on the 305 stone. So I, I don't know if you've seen the way we – did you watch the live stream or you see it all? No. So the way we did the back stone, we had the stone bars. Two guys go, and soon as – so passing it back and forth there, and you had 30 – you had 15 seconds to get your next rep. I sometimes let that go – on their first rep, I'd give them like 25 seconds because sometimes you can't find your grip on your first rep. You're, you're trying to figure out the stone. Yeah. So you go back and forth, back and forth. And as soon as this guy fails, the next guy's already standing here, he rolls in. Yeah. And then goes. So Ian would pass it over. This guy would fail. So Ian would get a little extra rest because this guy would roll in. So he had to set up and go, right? Yeah. He was like the first or second guy in on the 305 stone out of probably 12 people. He's, he was there the whole time. Jeez. He never left. So many guys took zeros, way bigger than him. Guys like 280 pounds were taking zeros and three or five stone. And he's, I don't know if you've seen his picture. But I couldn't find it. I'll, I'll show it to you. He's not a big dude. He, he lapped that stone over, and the next guy would go one, and he would throw it back immediately. And he actually was the guy who had took away rep because he grabbed the bar. Okay. So he dropped it after taking rep and then redid it again. And he, he went through the whole 305-pound stone by himself. That's awesome. Then, then the three forty-five pound guys went, and then he came out after and got the three forty-five stone, and he damn near he had it almost over the bar. If he could have got the bar, he would have had it. Yeah, that's and great. That was the best lift. Him and Lexi's deadlift on the wagon wheels is on Instagram, and she's bent over like like a banana. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's pulling. Just the it was, cat taking a shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She failed the first lift. Like she, she got the first two steps and went to the third. I think it was, and she failed and regrips. So I'm like, and I'm just thinking about just shut it down, save your energy. Nope. Yeah. She pulled, pulled, got the full hitch going. Like forget the top pile of standards yeah. here. Was just I would say bent over like an old hooker. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious to watch. So yeah, I was that was I'd say that was the most impressive thing for me of the show. Competitors loved it. Crowd was crowd was actually shit. Oh, from our shows, we're usually didn't see it like, going that way. Yeah, it was uh, numbers or the crowd. People were awesome. Okay. Numbers were way down from, okay. from the last two years. But from what I hear, the whole fair was down as a whole. So they oh, have okay. the fair spread over four days: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they had like bull riding Thursday, Friday, demolition derby Saturday, arm wrestling Saturday, and then we were the only show Sunday. The church service, and then there's us. Okay. Um, and I have some friends. It's where I grew up. And they did the calculation for their families. It would have been like a $600 weekend for them and their kids and their families to go to the fair all weekend. So lots of people only picked two days to go. Oh, okay. And they chose bull riding and demolition derby and that stuff instead yeah. of strawman, which makes sense. Yeah. So I think the fair is going to, because they weren't happy at the numbers. You're like, man, like we're really down. Saturday was half attendance and Sunday was, was really bad. So I think they have to figure out, they're going to have to shuffle some of the rounds. I would say condense it in three days and put us back on the Saturday. Yeah. Instead of the Sunday. Sunday Strongman show just seems odd. It's, it sucks it's for us. It's a Saturday thing. Yeah, it sucks for us to set up because yeah. I got home at 5.30 or 6 and now I have to, because I emptied every plate out of my gym. Yeah. Because of the amount of max effort shit we had going on. Yeah. I had to unload the, the, all the weights in the trailer, me and Danielle. Um, luckily, this kid at my gym, his name is Sam. Um, it from, was? It's not anymore? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, now he's Samuel because he's so strong. <laughs> Samson, Samson. <laughs> yeah. only and, and, you and I get that. Well, I, I say that because I literally um, going on a rabbit trail here. I've been waking up at five in the morning, about ten after five, and I've been doing going in my hot tub. And I got my cold tub set up there, and, and I'm trying to get into some contracts stuff. It really helps my pain. Um, but what I don't do enough of is devotions or reading the Bible. I, I really need to do more of that because I think it would just it helps me overall. So I've been getting up and I've been going in the hot tub for the last two weeks, every morning at five, and I do a devotion. Which yeah. I've never done. Like I do the try to do divorce with my kids here and there, but I really suck at being a good Christian dad. I really do. Yeah. So I'm trying to fix that. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too late. But and the last the devotion I did was a whole week on Samson. That's funny. So it was funny because I literally finished that two or three days ago. Yeah. And I'm doing a devotion on watch your mouth like you're swearing. Oh yeah. <laughs> which I'm clearly still struggling with. That's a with, tough one. But I'm doing it every morning. It's, it's the whole devotions on literally what comes out of your mouth. So yeah. I'm I might curse the least out of both podcasts. Yeah. This one and Whiskey Tango. And there's days where I'm like, I really need to watch what comes out of my yeah, mouth. No, no, I agree. Yeah, not what and, comes yours, but I feel the same. Yeah, and like I coaching these twelve year olds now. Yeah. yeah. Um, like you start talking, and when I get passionate about something, my my sensor falls off. Yep. And I get into like full coach mode, and and I'm just like, stop myself. Because you you hear it almost before it comes out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because you're so worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it it really makes you aware. Of uh, how frequently you throw, the, and they're empty words, and and they how are, frequently yeah. we we throw them out and whatnot, and uh, yeah, work in progress. Yeah, yeah, I struggle with it for sure. It's what I'd say as a, as a Christian dude or trying to you trying to be. Honest, I, that's my biggest struggle by yeah. far is my language, and I've said that my kids will tell me that too. Dad, watch my daughters will tell me, Dad, watch your mouth. And I'm like, I want to slap the shit out of you for telling me that <laughs> because a, you're right. Yeah. And two, it pisses me off that yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah. When your your eleven year old comes home and tells that her ten year old, right? Like, yeah. Um, and actually, we had one way off. We had one friend, uh, my daughter's, whose parents wouldn't let her come over to our house because I swore. 
Really? I don't know if they've heard the podcast or if they've seen an Instagram video with me or something. Um, but they're like, my kids will not go to a house with language like that. And I'm, and I'm first, I was like, screw them. Like, you know, whatever. Like, they don't know who I am or yada, yada. And then it really bothered me. Like, I'm literally costing my daughter a friend because of my actions. Yeah. So that really bothered me. That was only a couple months ago. And I'm like, man, luckily these people are weirdos anyways. Yeah. They're not, they're, there's no way they're listening to our podcast. <laughs> so if you're listening, <laughs> it's not the swearing. It's that you're a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that kind of bothered me a bit that, you know, because my daughter is pretty hurt. Yeah. And there's no one to blame but me. And I yeah. give that parent prop because she actually texts me out. She's like, you know, your husband or you, you talk this way and my kids will not be in a house that they talk that way. And I'm like, well, good for that mom for standing up for her own morals and being blunt. Because most parents will just like ignore the phone call. Yeah. And just not let their kid go and just ignore and you. not communicate. This one actually just bluntly told me, which is the way I am with everybody. So I'm like, well, that's karma yeah. coming at me. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it is, it is funny. So yeah, we got back to the gym. Sam, he's just a kid from Winnipeg working at the park for the week or for the summer. But he does not want to move back to Winnipeg. He's got one year left of high school. And he's like, he's like, he trains in the city. And he's like, your gym is just the vibe. The feeling I get is like, it's just so welcoming in terms of the intention we have. He's like, I don't want to go back to Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, and then my buddy's dad, who's 77 years old, is there. And he just rolls in 145 to each hand. He helps him load the whole trailer. Yeah. Like, so we, the whole trailer waits. We left all the equipment in. But yeah, so that was, uh, that's the hard part to, to put in the shoals is loading and unloading that trailer. It's actually uh, a lot of freaking work. It's such a pain in the butt, man. Yeah, it's gross. Um, even, even like loading and unloading and, and being a helper at a show. Uh, when McDole and Wade did Westerns, I think it was in Edmonton one year. I'd go to all their shows and, you know, McDowell, Wade, um, Demi, uh, you just want to be there for your guys. But because the the Provix and the Cummines and the Nate Rolstons and that know you, you get into helping them. Yep. And you go out east and and, uh, Kyle and Dallas and Paul V and they know you and you get get helping them. And and then these shows are just like, well, help out. Yeah. And you're like... If I knew this, I would have just competed. Exactly. It's way less work it's, to compete. It's harder helping than it is competing. It is. Yeah. It is. And, uh, you know, I think of that all the time with Deadlifts for Dreams. Yeah. Um, like Gagandeep and, and Nikki always offer to, to load plates and help. And I'm like, God bless you because <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't even have my own show. <laughs> well, so, so Pat didn't compete, but he showed up. And I'm like, and I did the same to him. He showed up to watch. I'm like, oh, you're here to help? Well, I guess so. So he's not pressed, but he can still hold everything down here. Yeah. He shows up to the gym Monday, and he's like, I will never do that again. No, He's man. like, I would rather compete than do that shit. He's like, I am, hurt. I am more exhausted than, uh, than I was competing, than I would yeah. competing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's terrible, but you need those people, and the ones that do it are, are so, so valuable. Oh. Same powerlifting meets. Yeah. You see, like, judges take a break. There's backup head judges. Yeah. And, you know, you have like eight to 10 loaders and spotters because you need a break. Yeah. Like it is so much work. If you, if you have four flights in a powerlifting meet yep. and call it, call it eight people for flight. Yeah. I was going to say 10 for number's sake, but yeah. Uh, it, three attempts each. Three attempts each. So it's like your 90 squats. Pe- yeah. Times four flights. Yeah. That's 360 times you're moving plates. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, like and and lots of that is pulling forty fives that don't have a handle. Yeah, and they don't have a lip. They're not York no plates. Lip. Yeah, there's no lip. It's it's all grip strength. What I should do is start a, a fat loss boot camp, 
and all they do for the boot camp is volunteer is volunteer at powerlifting <laughs> and strongman. <laughs> they they would burn so many calories. Yeah. Plus, it's intermittent fasting because you go about nine hours. With, <laughs> without, except your shows that run so fast, but that's still four yeah. hours. Well, we got Nassos coming. I was talking to them today. We're doing the floor plan for Nassos right now with with Simone. Um, props to Simone if you don't know who he is. Simone Goliath, I think he's trying to lose 100 pounds in three and six five days. He's doing a, v- a video log, but every day he's on day 17. He's down like. 16 pounds good for him um so give him props check, check him out i'm sure he's trying to build a following for doing it yeah but uh we're doing the floor plan for that and i'm trying to calculate because i'm very you know tyler's good at the promotion side and i'm very about the weights like i've already got some of the implements broken right down already on how many plates we need on each implement. i'm trying to break down every implement and i have it all on a google note sheet and i'm giving it to every every helper gets put on the, the google notes or yeah. keep notes and they have access to them there's no screw-ups at nationals everybody has access to what Plates go on each side of this implement. I'm trying yeah. to make it foolproof. Yeah. And we're going to run four lanes. Um, but that's a show, too. I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Like, I run fast shows. I'm known for running. F- I'm known for being fast. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody oh, yeah. knows that. <laughs> Except for running, because I lost that running race and hurt my Achilles <laughs> tendon. I still can't walk properly, man. I am. No. I st- oh, my heel is cooked. It's been, what, five weeks since yeah. I did that stupid running race and lost? But anyways, I'm trying to do the nationally and make it as efficient as possible. I want to run that show like five to six hours max. But we're going to have to run four lanes at 30 to 40 people a lane with some max effort events, and I have to run that fast. Yeah. I don't know if you're around that weekend. I want to help. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You too. <laughs> I am looking for volunteers. I, th- I also, I just want to point out, I think I figured out why Deb was picking on hairlines. It was that, that poll on Spotify. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So where was this poll on Spotify? And I missed it. All, and I listened I, to Spotify. I missed it too. How do you do a poll on Spotify? Yeah. I, you did oh. that. I did that. So I, I don't know if anybody. Well, so ten people voted. Eight or ten people voted. And uh, the question was, oh man, here I'm going to pull it up because I was uh, I was almost offended. <laughs> and uh, and I scrolled right past the message on our podcast page here, and I didn't catch it till like. It's hard sometimes with you and I taking turns running the page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So the, the the poll was, what do you want to hear host, our host talk about? Training. History of strength sports, strongman events, or Devin's micro penis. So one person voted for training, one person voted for strongman events, and the rest voted for Devin's micro penis. I'm like you piece of shit. And I yeah. he he posts this on our group chat, and I missed it. I didn't even see the post. I started scrolling back in our chat looking for an old message. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. So whoever voted for Devin's micro penis, DM me. I'll send you photos. It's a short, <laughs> short, short story with an abrupt ending. Yeah. <laughs> I keep telling people, I won't hit the bottom of the tuna can. I'm not going to hit the sides either. Yeah. <laughs> I think my, my favorite uh, self-depreciating penis joke is from Trent Monk, and I've stole it and used it since. Uh, he goes, well, it may not be long, but she sure is skinny. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And I've heard you say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all yeah. Trent Monk. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that, that sums up, I guess, Matt to a strongest man. And, and I think we're actually we're getting ready to wrap it up here anyways. So let's wrap it up with uh, something that's been heavy on my mind the last few days. And I think we'll have to post a poll. Making a grilled cheese sandwich. Cheese slices or real cheese? Oh, man. See, I grew up, I grew up with the cheese slices because... We didn't have. Any. We were '80s kids, though. Well, and we grew up poor as shit, so yeah. processed cheese slice was cheaper than cheese. Yeah. So we got what we got. I don't know. Have you have you ever had one with real cheese? 
That's the only way I'll make one. Yeah? yeah. But mild, medium, or? But I. Mild or medium? Uh, I'm a medium guy. Yeah. Mild yeah. doesn't. I used to only be mild, but there's not enough flavor in it. Yeah. And now I'm, I don't know if you've ever talked about this, but now I'm into like the old cheddar. Like I'm talking 10 to 12 year old cheddars that just crumbles in your hand. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, I'm getting into. That's too much for me. That's too strong. Is it? I'll just do yeah. little bits. Yeah. And I love it. Um, I've shockingly found out that I'm the gross minority. Okay, so comment on our YouTube video this week, guys. Maybe we'll put a poll on Spotify as well for the for their but comment on our YouTube front. It helps us share it with your friends and everything else and get us you know, the more traction we get and the more interaction we get, the better it is. But what is better, processed or real cheese? Yeah. And don't be that weirdo that goes and says mozzarella. All right, no one has time for that in this world. Yeah. All right, don't be yeah. that freaking weirdo. In a world full of weirdos already, don't be that one. Don't try to be different and yeah. interesting. Yeah, no one's gonna I don't no one's gonna go woke on grilled cheese sandwiches. I'll tell you that much. Um, shocked. And, and my 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 logic for this was that might be just a money thing. Well, now I mean, I'm not living out of my my no. parents' fridge anymore. Yeah. And and how how many grilled cheese sandwiches do I have in a year? One or two. So but if I want one, when you have them. And if I want one, I want to make the best one. Yeah. Right. That's the same way. If I'm getting a burger. Uh, I'm not going for fast food. I'll I'll go out of my way to go like a daily burger, Mrs. Mike's, Five Guys, Five Guys, yeah. Yeah. something like that, or or make my own because I want I want it the way I want it, and I want it better. And you want real non-processed yeah. food. Yeah. Um. But but the the same thing like you guys said, we grew up on that. What did slices. you eat? What did you eat with your grilled cheese growing up? Uh, so, so, we probably just had the the sandwich or chicken noodle soup. So. So we had it was grilled cheese and tomato soup. I think I think tomato well, same soup. Same as you. Yes. Yeah, grilled cheese, tomato soup. I think I tomato soup's on. like the go-to with it. Yeah. But I was never a tomato guy. And then it was. So I would have like chicken noodle. And then it was tuna sandwiches with chicken noodle soup. Yeah. And then we would dip our sandwiches. Same yeah. <laughs> Are you Mennonite? <laughs> and we'd dip our tuna sandwiches in the homemade chicken noodle soup. So every time mom would make a, a roast of chicken, we knew we were getting soup. Because yeah. you'd eat whatever the chicken, and then everything left in the chicken would go into soup for the next yeah. day. And yeah. then we're pumped because now we have chicken noodle soup. So it was yeah. always, you always knew what you were getting, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's but, funny, though, the, the, the tomato, <laughs> tomato soup. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you dip it. You yeah. dip it in the you soup. Know, I haven't had that since I was yeah. a kid. I, don't, I haven't had it as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I think next year, we've already established this year for Dallas Dreams, but next year, just grilled cheese sandwiches and, and tomato soup. Dude, that would be unreal. How funny would that be? With real Bring cheese. Bring a flat iron out. With real cheese. You can two options. I have a grilled cheese maker. Perfect. Yeah, like an iron. Yeah. Maybe I'll make some special ones in the barbecue. Yeah. Have That'd you ever you, you ever you ever had crackles? Crackles. Sounds familiar. You ever had crackles? I don't know what that means. Oh man, you can feel your heart slow down when you eat it. <laughs> so it's like when you butcher a pig, you take it's pretty much like bacon crumbles in a sense. Okay. And it's it's in a bucket. It's called crackles. You can buy it at like Pioneer. Something makes it here. You can find it like in Steinbeck and Gruntle. And I don't know if you, I'm sure you could find the city probably, possibly. Probably Miller's or something. Yeah, they might have it. And it's you open it up. It's just like meat, little meat pieces and lard, mm. like the whole thing. And you just take a scoop out. You fry it up, and it's just like floats in its own fat. So yeah. I drain that. I put it through a, a strainer. I have a screen strainer. I use a metal one. Yeah. Press it through, then put it back in the pan, recook it, and then you eat that on bread. Just white bread with or without butter. You, you salt the shit out of it. You put a lot of salt on there. Yeah. And you just put it on bread and you just eat it that way. And it's, they make it at MJ's Cafe in, in uh, MJ's Cafe in, in Stamick. Right by the airport there. They, they make it there. Okay. You can order it there. 
and uh, I I buy jugs of it or I buy tubs of it, and I make it once once a month. It's key. Like this weekend I'm at the cabin, and I can't eat pork right now on this diet. Yeah. But that's usually something I pull at the cabin. Danielle doesn't eat it with me. I don't even my kids eat it. It's that I do that, and then I I also eat raw farmer sausage. I don't like with, any with, type with of vin- farmer with vinegar. sausage. Oh, my dad, my dad, vinegar, that? onion slices, yeah, and farmer sausage in it, yeah, and then he just sits on the couch with a toothpick and just like. That's like a whole meal for my and old it, man. Did he cook the sausage or no? No, raw. Yeah, so I because yeah. sausage is smoked. It's cold smoked, yeah. and yeah. I just take it out of the fr- like the freezer. I buy it when it's like in the fridge section, and I just cut a section off, and just douse that. Just have a big thing of vinegar, and I just cut pieces and dip it in the vinegar, let it soak, and I just eat it. I'll eat a I'll eat a whole ring of farmer sausage. Like, no, no, this is from the store. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, as as a kid, we we just got it from the butcher, our farmer sausage. So it's just cold smoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot mustard on farmer sausage is doable. Oh, that's actually really good too. Yeah, yeah. Shit, I forgot about that one. Um, I don't like to talk about what I what I do for diet too often. I don't like giving diets names, and I don't. You know what I mean? You do what you do, and you find what works for you. Like people that go keto crazy, the ones that talk about it generally are following a fad and doing it wrong. That's exactly. Yep. And this and that and the other thing. But I have done. A ketogenic diet quite successfully a number of times and one of my go-to's go to butcher and you get like a kilo of pork fat yep uh for like four bucks and cut cut like four ounce strips off yeah and fry them up and you can put like a little seasoning on them and it's so good it's just and oh, it's just man. straight fat three more weeks man yeah three more weeks but if you're like if you want to have a, a shake because it like any type of diet yeah you, you kind of get tired of eating yeah you want to have a shake but then you're like that that protein throws off my macros fry up some of that pork fat and it's just pure fat you get like one or two ounces of, or one or two grams of protein in it and it's so good man let's try that yeah it's like a well-marbled steak without the steak <laughs> oh man and i love steak yeah yeah no Damn it's right. fantastic well before we go let's just touch on dallas dreams is three weeks out yeah it's coming up real quick and uh you know we're we're almost dollars away from 30k yeah uh we're really really close if everyone who entered hits their mark there's a lot of people who need to pick it up pull up their bootstraps a little bit um but if everyone hits it we'll we'll hit our 40k mark i know um i haven't i have not been getting a lot of fundraising but i I know i have a lot of promises too and i just have to send a few reminders yeah uh, you know, you got to text that link three, four times before someone's just like, I'll just do it right now before I keep putting it yeah. off. And we always get a good late push and, um, you know, I see us hitting that 40 K mark. Yep. Uh, I'd like you, Curtis and I talked about hitting 50. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd still like to see us hit it. So would I, uh, we would need a really strong push and kind of like my comparing myself to the two forty twos when I'm a two twenty. I'll be a little disappointed if we don't hit 50, even Absolutely. if we hit our goal. Because we set the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's coming along. If, uh, if if you can't donate, if you're not in position to, still come out and enjoy the day. Yeah. Uh, we've added a lot of stuff to make it uh, more family-friendly. I think the, the truck pull this year is just going to be really cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, deadlifting, it's exciting for lifters because we, we get it. Uh, some people, once we hit 225, that's more weight than they've ever seen done. Yeah. So the difference between 225 and 700 doesn't mean anything to them. No, exactly. But to see someone lift a truck yeah, multiple times, 
uh, everyone understands that we've all been stuck in the snow or stuck in the mud and, yep. and you know how heavy a vehicle is. Uh, so it'll be quite a spectacle. And then we have the bouncy castle. We have the dunk tank. Yep. Uh, there's going to be face painting again. Manitoba eggs is there and they have games and, uh, it's just going to be a really, really fun day. And most importantly, Spencer is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, him and his dad are coming out and he was like, what time should I be there? And I was like, well, it's, it's a pretty long day. Yeah. Uh, like we set up at nine and then the event is going to start at 10. He's like, we'll be there for nine. And he's just like determined. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, if you've seen my Instagram, you know, there's a picture of Spencer and I together. And we went, we went for yeah, Dairy Queen that. and uh, just so freaking adorable. He pulled possibly the sweetest Irish goodbye I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. yeah he's done his ice cream and he's young, right? Uh, he was just kind of done with the day and he's got up, walked to the door and just stood and faced the door. <laughs> it's just like. I'm done. I'm done with all these adults over here. Yeah. Someone open this door for me so I can yeah, leave. I've had it. Uh, super cute, and uh, so he's going to be there, and it'll be just an amazing day for the family. And um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it's going to be really, really fun. Yeah. So if you can, September 16th, uh, lifting starts at 10 at Training Grounds Gym in St. Malo. Uh, great home base for it. I'm so happy that we kind of accidentally. Yeah. Just it. Yeah. It just it it happened very naturally, and and the C word kind of forced it to happen. Yep. Uh, but it's it's such a great venue for what we're doing, yep. and uh, thank you so much for for making it available. Oh yeah, no problem. Yep. No, I'm enjoying it. So yeah. That's that. That's that. That's so, a wrap. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. At uh, Beakley Mobile, uh, Devin Penner, um, Strong Petty, uh, Matt with Strong Man, Deadless for Dreams, Deadless for Dreams, Dream Better Factory, Reciting, Dream Factory. Um, only fan. No, I'm kidding. Um, but share the show, put it on your social media, comment on YouTube, send us some feedback. Let us know what you want. Let us know what you want to hear more of. You know, going into the winter, we're not going to have strongman comps running. Yeah. Um, we're going to have some, some air that'll be more like this type of show. Well, I mean, we, we talked about saying, but we need, let us know what you want to hear. Do you want to hear stuff about training? Do you want to hear stuff about owning a gym, building a gym, business? Devin's micro penis. Mic- micro penis. How that got me into real estate. I don't know. Like, it's like, just unless I ask the questions here, but yeah, yeah share the show. Uh, Let us know your thoughts. And uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.